I'm a little bit rusty and I think my hair's caving in. And I don't know if I've ever really loved my hand that's touched me and I feel like something's gone to kill. And I'm a little bit angry. Well, that's what the pro the Democrats are promising to push us around. <laughs> this is Trice Talk for Tuesday, March the 23rd, and I'm Donald Wayne. I'm Dennis Lee. You feel pushed, Dennis Lee? Ain't nobody pushing this old Texas boy around. <laughs> yeah. They can try all they want. Well, you know, that's what Matchbox says. They're going to push you around. <laughs> That yeah. seems seems yeah. like what they're trying to do. Anyway, hey BP. Indeed. Well, how are you, Donald Wayne? I'm. Maybe. We, you don't Maybe really you want. To. You don't. <laughs> we 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 won't go there. We won't oh, go okay. There. Okay. I think I've only uh, had about two hours sleep today, oh, so. No. I, if if you hear some snoring oh. this time, it may be me. Oh, that's <laughs> course, not good. Yeah, if I'm not talking, I'm, I may go to sleep. But yeah, my goodness, um, it's just one of those days. One of those days. Yeah. I actually had to do yeah. real work today and go out and work at someone's house, so it just was a challenge more than I thought it would be. Oh. But I'm here. And well, right, that's what matters. I got one eye open and the other one's I'm working on it. Yeah. Well, you might want to get the toothpicks out. Um, oh, that would hurt. Jeez. Uh, yeah. You can't. Well, how mean, about scotch tape or something <laughs> like that? That would, that would not be quite. Oh, as, okay. Um, gorilla glue, maybe gorilla glue. Yeah. Hmm. Didn't wasn't there a story? Some woman got gorilla glue in her hair. Or? Yeah. Well, that's that's what I mean. Uh, you know, I think they have something that can get can unstick the gorilla glue now, since people want to put it in their hair. Uh, yeah, but uh, that story life. still baffles me because she said that she went and and purchased it, thinking it was the product that was supposed to go in her hair, but. <laughs> Um, and maybe what? I'm, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe okay. she didn't, you know, but, but what I'm understanding, they don't sell anything in Home Depot or Lowe's that is supposed to go in your hair. Okay. I'm not really, um, not, I don't know how to address that, but what, <laughs> well, what kind uh, of insanity would somebody, you know, like you said, I mean, they do, 
they sell cleaning supplies along with the lumber. I've not seen any medicine or, you know, stuff that you might find at Walgreens in there or target. Right. So what, I mean, on the bottle, what part of that description makes you think that that goes in your hair? I mean, uh, really? I mean, I can see you wandering over in the paint department and, you know, <laughs> getting, getting some deck stain or something and rubbing it in your head, but right? not, not glue. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, I hope, know. I hope no one, no sales associate helped her out with that. Uh, well, if they did, then I'm sure they don't have a job anymore. <laughs> I would hope that that baffles me. That baffles me. Yeah, I, yeah. I couldn't believe it when I saw the story, but uh, and then, yeah. yeah, and I think I saw the follow up where they were saying, "Oh yeah, they've they're, they're working on getting it out uh, and leaving the hair." Yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. Of course, I, I, I knew someone that, from that. that put super glue, you know, between their fingers and stuck them together just to see if it'd really stick. And, of course, it did. Oh, wow. Well. Um, yeah. So, I mean, why do we want to test things that say they're dangerous, you know? Uh, yeah, I don't, I'm not pushing the envelope. If it says dangerous, it's dangerous. Yeah. I worked with a guy one time and it's been long enough that there's no chance he's listening to me anyway, but used to, you know, in the apartment business, we had to take care of the pools. And I told him when I trained him, I said, you know, this chlorine that you put in these chlorinators is some bad stuff. I mean, you open the top to the bucket with chlorine in it and right. you know, immediately that this, this stuff can put you out. So, <laughs> So he decided one day that when he was putting them in the chlorinator, and of course, once you put it in the water, it, it, it starts reacting, you know, more strongly. And he put his nose right up there to the chlorinator just to, to see what it smelled like. And we had to take him to the emergency room. Um, oh, my goodness. And of course, you know, everybody made fun of him. But like yeah, slightly he, says, unbelievable. Hey, slightly. <laughs> Hey, slightly. Um, uh, so, yeah, he, he was labeled the uh, chlorine guy for a long time because he obviously didn't didn't uh, trust the fact that we told him that it was dangerous. I mean, I mean, it, enough of it can kill you. So he was lucky right. that it was as minor as it was. But people do that kind of stuff. And I, I, I don't I don't know why. They like to live on the edge. I don't mind living on the edge, but you know, I've still got, <laughs> I've right. got some sense about me. I think. Hey Cummings, I like nope. that hat. Yeah, hey Cummings. Yeah. Hey, Joe Duck. You appreciate the shout. <laughs> yeah, we do. I didn't. I, I didn't realize that Cummings started a. Is that a YouTube, um, uh, show that you were doing? Everybody's going to YouTube, Donald Wayne. Um, well. Uh, are you are are the Tristock shows or are shows posted on YouTube yet? Uh, <laughs> see slightly to comment. Well, um, oh well, my, I don't know that that's slightly. That's not, not slightly. Okay, it's not very good, troll. It yeah. is. It is okay. I'm so confused. He uh -oh. has no engagements on there. Well, oh, he's using the other account. Okay, well, okay. <laughs> um, 
Okay, sorry, slightly. Well, let's um, see. If, let's see if this is the real slightly serious. What's going on, guys? How are you? Hey, <laughs> hey, hey. Take the take the finger what? off the hang up button. <laughs> well, we're uh, as long as your your name isn't Sandy or oh Alan or whatever it was the last time, uh, but we couldn't figure it out. <laughs> Scotty, Donald, Wayne. Scotty, 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 yes, Scotty. Uh, I know it's Scotty though. Huh? The reason for the reason for my little hashtag there is yeah, uh, today yeah. is my first day in YouTube jail. YouTube oh. jail. They did you go to YouTube jail. What happened? Oh, well, they got butt hurt. YouTube did. Oh. Back in, on January eighteenth, you know, we we uh, bring up all sorts of uh, you know news and information on our right, show. Right. We talked about uh, you know election fraud, and yeah. they said that I was uh, making false statements. About election fraud. fraud. What does it matter? It. It's free speech. So there's no yeah. free speech on YouTube. Is well, I don't think saying? you're supposed to even use the word fraud, or are you slightly? I think that's um, taboo. I guess. Geez, but the, I mean, so I responded to back to them. I uh, basically petitioned their strike against me. Yeah, and, that's, uh, that's... Responded, I responded back with an article of how someone was recently arrested for voter fraud and saying, how yeah. can you say that this is false allegations or false statements I'm making on your platform? People are being arrested. You're talking about that person and, in uh, Texas, I believe? I know there was one in uh, Texas. There's a person in Texas. There's a couple you know, all across the country. Yeah. But, uh, I, I, I shot Jeez. that over to them, and they said, after reviewing your, uh, you know, your disagreement with us, you still get struck. You're still out for a week. Well, no, there's nothing like stripping our free speech, uh, and, you know, until we, uh, when you uh, get the, a whole new set of Democrats and the well, in free speech so. is only for one side of the aisle. The other side is all hate speech. So you know, well, you know. Well, in my response to them, gentlemen, I also said, you know, it's very apparent that you don't want conservative voices on your on your platform. And so, and I told him, I said, I would have more respect if you're just honest with people and say you don't want that on your platform. Right. Stop hiding behind a curtain and saying, utilizing, oh, you're spreading false allegations. Just just come out and say you don't want conservatives on YouTube. But Not that is so it. hypocritical for them to say or they since don't want when any his falsities. Speaking the truth become a crime. I mean, yeah, they, they, it's hypocritical for them to say that they can't have that if they believe it to be false. There is so much other shit that's on their program on their on their on on YouTube that is not even close to even having a shred of truth, <laughs> and they and they, it gets a million hits, and they right. want to shut you down for that. That's that's yeah, crazy. Well, that's something crazy. Uh, something that I can't even say right now. The other thing that bothers yeah. me is is they don't really have proof that all of the allegations are false because all of them have not been you know determined. Uh, completely legally yet, and the, oh, Arizona's uh, oh. recounting votes. So, um, or I believe well, they're, they're starting to hear about it. Right. Nobody wants to listen to it, and and you know it's a it's a fact that they've been complaining about those fraudulent machines since the late nineties, if not yeah. even further back. Well, so, they complained about them before YouTube. the election because <laughs> they right. thought. They thought Trump was going to be the one. Cheating. Yeah, you're on the wrong side of this one, YouTube. 
Anyways, I just wanted to uh, give you an update on you guys were talking about YouTube for a moment, but I'm gonna drop down and enjoy the rest of your show. Have a great show, guys. All right. Well, thanks, Slightly. Thank you. Thanks. Well, that's horrible because I just you know I just connected the tall tales to YouTube and saw that things were being uploaded nicely. Yeah. Um, and to see how that works when you don't have a video that goes along with it. And now yeah, they, they want to pull something like this on slightly. That's, I mean, well, come on. Yeah. It, it's, um, I don't know. I, 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 maybe, maybe Trump will save us with, uh, whatever kind of, uh, Oh, with media. Trump vision. The Trump vision. <laughs> Trump vision. Trump vision 2021. You can tweet, you can meet, you can, you know, deceit. I mean, uh, meet. Magnavision. You can do Magnavision. There you go. You can do whatever you want. Um, Life will go on. Yes, slightly. Life will go on. Um, It's unfortunate. We just have to keep chipping away at them and, you know, making them, you know, out themselves by showing their hypocrisy every time they want to shut somebody down for just, you know, stating an opinion. Uh, well, <laughs> since we're in the cancel cancel culture uh, mood here, um, you know the Hill has a report out that eight and ten say cyber ter- terrorism is a top potential threat um, in the, in a Gallup poll that they did, um, surpassing nuclear weapons development and international terrorism. Uh, and this was an article done by Joseph Choi uh, from the Hill. Um, I mean, 82% of respondents said that cyber terrorism is a critical threat to the U.S. And really, I mean, over the past few years, we can see that growing, right, Donald Wayne? Well, uh, it's been that would be a, a more evident, a less invasive way to upset, you know, the American economy and 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 just life in general if they just you know did massive cyber terrorism in here instead of dropping a bunch of bombs and you know having to worry about nuclear waste for a number of years all but, right i mean um, just take us just shut us down yeah. well and and yeah. and hold all our prescription medications in china not send anymore here i mean what what stupid country buys their their drugs from a country that really doesn't like us but well, we're, we're already having a problem with all kinds of supply shipments, uh, or, you know, in our in our supply chain. We're having all kinds of issues because of, you know, recent um, weather events that we've had, and we were already in, under a strain from COVID. So, I mean, it's not going to take too many more things to kind of tip the iceberg. Um but the you know development this article says development of nuclear weapons by North Korea and Iran were listed at seventy seven to seventy five percent respectively, um, you know as far as what the people saw as a critical threat, um, international terrorism and the spread of infectious disease throughout the world also ranked among the top five potential threats, which you can imagine that they would right, yeah, um. A no-partisan split was found in results for cyber-terrorism, the development of nuclear weapons by North Korea, and international terrorism, uh, Gallup uh, noted on that as well. said Republicans were more likely than Democrats to view the development of nuclear weapons by Iran as a threat. 
which is weird. However, while Democrats were more likely to list the global spread of infectious diseases. It's weird how that splits the line there. Um, <laughs> I was laughing at BP. Know <laughs> I know, right? I mean, what are we going to do? I like a, the spring roll. Oh, um, well, be I, careful. I, be I, careful. I, I know. How, I look, I know how to make my own. Um, that's not a problem. Well, and, th- and that's, you know, and I'm going to. I'm going to Panda Express. <laughs> I'm going to want to go to one of the seminars. Oh, my goodness. Um, <laughs> no, just duck. We didn't say no Chinese food. Um, it's a conspiracy that yeah, we're not, is bringing we're, up. We're not banning. Um, I'll look into that on Tall Tales. Uh, and we'll, we'll get back with you. Um, <laughs> the event of the past two years have affected Americans' perceptions regarding the type of threat that a number of issues and situations posed to the vital interest of the U.S., the Gallup wrote. Recent hacks by Russia and China have kept cyber terrorism atop the list of 11 potential threats, and you would think that actually would be higher, uh, and continued tensions with North Korea and Iran over their nuclear weapons aspirations have kept these among the top perceived threats. Um, and it says that the uh, poll was conducted from February 3rd to February 18th, um, was shortly after President Biden discussed the Solar Winds hack and other issues with Russian President Vladimir Putin. The um, Solar Wind, the, what? Uh, his Solar Winds hack. Oh, I thought you um, said stack. I was what? I mean, <laughs> you know, he may have since he may have said stack. You know, we're dealing with Biden here. Okay. Um, and I, and by the way, the uh, golf ball thing with Biden. On yeah. the stairs. Um, yeah. Oh, that's, uh, that's, I I'm hate surpri- to say it's funny, but it is funny. <laughs> it is. I'm surprised they allow it to stay on because, you know, that, that could be considered, you know, um, um, yeah. um, violence yeah. against a sitting president or something. You know? Spark, spark an in, insurrection. Uh, insurrection. Getting a little tongue-tied oh, I had a, there, Dennis. Had a Schumer moment. I apologize, people. Um, you need and to other <laughs> need to lubricate the tongue, my friend. <laughs> my goodness. Um, <laughs> the White House said Biden uh, during the call with Putin made it clear that the United States will act firmly in defense of his natural interests in response to actions by Russia that harm us or our allies, um, but. Other than that, we're going to flood everyone. He said, "Go make sure to go through the southern border if you want to get in. Um, we've got no problem with that. But uh, other than that, hey, we're going to put the strong arm of the American government down your throat. Um, <laughs> but they said the sample size was, uh, uh, what, 1,021 adults in the U.S. aged 18 or older, and its results had a margin of error of four percentage points. Um, but yeah, I thought that was interesting. Uh, what the different party lines perceived as a greater threat. Um, well, there's, there's always always been a difference. That's a good one, BP. That's always been a difference. All right. Well. <laughs> oh, you waiting yeah, on me? You, oh, Donald Wayne, are you there? You pass it to me. Um, yeah, I was going to say something about North Korea, but I, I decided not to. I'll wait. I'll save that for another day. 
Um, uh, little Kim. Little Kim. Yeah. You talking about the the entertainer? No, 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 not that <laughs> Kim. Uh, little Kim Jones. And there, isn't there one uh, entertainer? Little Kim, isn't that? <laughs> Uh, a rapper or so. somebody? I, um, I, left eye? No, didn't left, left eye. eye. <laughs> left eye Lopez. Um, she'll, Johnny she'll One Eye. House now. Uh, Johnny One Eye. That's who I got some of my information from. We're not supposed to mention his name. Cancel, cancel, cancel. Um, anyways, yeah. I digress. I see a helicopter outside my window here. I oh. bet. Well, you know. I'm and real close to off, Air Force way. Base. They don't have far to come to get to me. Well, you did have a bad night at that HOA meeting, I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, now, yeah. You know, now, now we're getting freaking emails. Whoa, and whoa, and uh, my wife told me about when I got home tonight, and I, I said, you know, let me answer them. I, I would love to to pin an oh, answer boy. to these. You know, it's 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 uh, it's. They got to be Biden well, supporters. That's all I got to well, say. You got a spare bedroom uh, just in case <laughs> they run y'all out of there. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for a house in Wyoming or something. Yeah, just, oh, my Lord, it'll be like that house on that movie Carrie. It'll just all implode and I just, just blow away. I want to move somewhere where there's no chance that any liberal ever have any thought about moving there. That's just. Uh, all right, well. But, um, all right. So speaking of liberals, um, you know, of course I haven't, I haven't uh, had a lot of outside jobs lately, so I haven't, uh, really been listening to the radio much since, uh, Rush Limbaugh passed away and, Mm. And I know he's had some fill in and I think they finally decided on somebody to take over a show. Didn't they? I, I, I can't. I don't know for sure because uh, I haven't listened I think, to it. Um, they decided to so. put Eric Erickson in the noon to three time slot. Oh. No, put but, yeah, Mark but I mean, in the four to seven p.m. But yeah, they have yeah. somebody to take over Russia's show altogether. Yeah, I thought somebody was going to do on Russia the national show. level. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, unless you know, Eric Erickson is just a fill-in for that. I mean, I really, honestly, don't know. Well, that's it what was I was weird hearing hearing Rush. Um, continue to do the show after his passing that was well, yeah. a little odd well, it's kind of like uh listening to those jimmy dean sausage commercials that they do have you ever heard one of those and, and jimmy oh, dean's yeah. been dead I mean, for they, 20 30 years they make a good sausage has he been dead that long well i don't know if it's that long but he's I been mean, dead i know he's been dead yeah. over 10 years 15 Put gravy years. on that thing and the first time i heard it i, I looked around i said that seems weird playing his voice after he's been gone for so long. But anyway, well, they do, hmm. they do Colonel Sanders too, I guess. So might as well do Jimmy Dean. Yeah. But I thought they imitated Colonel Sanders. That's not really him. Right? Oh no. They, they actually played some clips of his, his actual voice there at one oh, time. Wow. Yeah. It was kind of weird, oh. but yeah. Um, Eric is right. Um, uh, Mark Aram was on tonight. Anyway, my point was going to be the drive home time. I was, I was expecting Eric Erickson. And then I heard Mark Aram and then Mark Aram said, yeah, Eric has got the new noon to three show. And then they play an hour of Hannity and then uh, Mark Aram comes in. But anyway, Mark Aram, uh, he's on in the afternoon WSB now. And he, he placed a call or John Ossoff decided to call into the show. I'm not sure which. 
And soon as he said, yeah, we're going to talk to John Ossoff by phone. And I, I instinctively hit the button on my radio and I <laughs> went to uh, 97 rock or whatever it is. And, um, and I decided, well, I better go back and listen to him. I need to listen to what this guy says about some things. And sure enough, I wasn't disappointed. I mean, he started talking about, yeah, you know, uh, all these uh, relief bills that the Congress is passing. Well, it's all thanks to Georgia, you know, going blue. And, um, um, of course, I, I think Mark Arab, I don't know that he's really, he doesn't choose sides normally when he's talking about, but he was awfully buddy, buddy with John Ossoff. And, um, interesting. Yeah. He said, Ossoff said the recent relief bills would not have passed in the Senate if Georgia had not come through. Um, but he was talking about, and I, I didn't, I hadn't heard this figure before, but he's. Uh, Ossoff said of a family of two adults and two children under the age of 10 under this new relief bill that they've passed. Uh, of course, each family member gets $1,400. So that's 1400 for the two adults and, and each for the to each of the children. But they also get um, and it depends on the age of the child. But there's one child care credit they get for $3,000. Uh, for a child, uh, I, I believe it was under six or under seven. And then if you're over seven years old, then you can get a $3,600 child care credit. So uh, just for that family of four, they're eligible up to about $12,200 uh, from the government. Now, some the child care credit is, I guess, something that you take off your taxes. But, uh, yeah, there's... That's that's a lot of money they're kicking in, and he was he was bragging about that. Um, he also said that he's working hard to push another PPP bill and uh, wants to continue those payments. I think he said through October, if um, if they can pass it in the Senate. But I listened to him, and fortunately, he had trouble with his cell phone, and he would cut in and out occasionally. But um, I, I was. I was just kind of surprised. I, I would have rather Eric Erickson had talked to him rather than Mark Aram because Mark Aram was too nice to him. But, I, I don't see Mark Aram being a, a, like a serious journalist. Um, to me, I think he's just really more comedic or yeah. he's more, more into like reporting traffic than reporting actual hard news or engaging in like, hard interviews, say like an Eric Erickson or a Neil Bortz or, or, or someone would do. Yeah. Yeah. I don't but, have, even if he supports also, I don't have a problem with that. It's just, I was surprised because I've, I've listened to him some when I would come in, uh, leave jobs late in the evening, I would pick him up and that was about the only mm -hmm. thing on, but, uh, I was one surprised Eric Erickson wasn't there. And, uh, and then to hear, John Ossoff come on there and and it's just like they've been buddies for years, you know, talking about I don't know, cooking out and stuff like that. So mm. Interesting. But he's up there spending their money. Well, you know, and I I, I and I like Mark Aram. I mean, I always enjoyed him 
when he would fill in for people on certain shows. Right. But then he did, he got a little different when he started doing his own show. So, <laughs> I mean, but he, you know. yeah, Eric's right. A lot of times he, he goes for comedy and they, they do skits and they do trivia and that kind of stuff. And I, I've enjoyed right. that. Well, another name I really like on WSB, they don't utilize too much, but, but he mostly works full time out of a radio station in Cartersville. You know, it's at Alan Sanders, but, but he's got a podcasting background. You know, he does the Marriage Fit podcast, the Wilder Ride podcast, and, you know, and he also is associated with the 60 Minutes With podcast. I, I've not heard of him. Alan J. Sanders. Um, and I, I'll drop his Twitter handle in the chat. Okay, cool. Hey, is that, maybe, um, we could get, maybe we could get Trice Talk on there late night at... WSB. Well, we may, you know, I wish that'd be nice. Well, we, you know, we'll see. We're we're gonna we're gonna yeah, probably have to things. send like audition reels to see well, whether yeah. you can convince the WSB management or the Cox Media Group management to consider you know offering y'all a contract. A contract? Well, I, I'll I just mean, just give us the time. You know, right? I'd we be willing to do it. Uh, you know. But, well, man, y'all would probably have to have call screeners for you know, donuts or something for a while. We, we just need a little exposure rather than well, you know what I do on a Saturday well, night. Yeah, so. well, and please uh, keep it a little exposure too. Okay? <laughs> but, yeah, Eric, you're close enough. You could come in there with us. Yeah, you sure. You're can. just down the road right. because it's I downtown mean, Atlanta, more or less. WSB might as well go. Well, the WSB Studios course. is over in Midtown Atlanta on West Peachtree Street. Well, right, yeah. It's, yeah, it's a little little bit out of the tall building section, but well, you know, um, I, I full on see us uh, having interviews and 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 doing a little bit a little bit progressing a little bit more as we move along this year. So as long as the aliens don't come get us before you know after June, so we'll see about that. Well, I've I've got aluminum foil all, uh, all over the roof of the house, so I'm not um, worried about them finding me. <laughs> You know, speaking of uh, yeah. aluminum foil, yeah. you know, Bernie Sanders tells Elon Musk, what? "Focus on Earth, you bum." Um, yeah, he uh, he had a little beef with uh, old Elon Musk, and you would think you wouldn't think that he'd be getting worked up about anything like that, but um, Bernie Sanders told Elon Musk to focus on Earth and pay more tax rather than spend his wealth on space travel well far be it from anyone to uh you know far be it from bernie sanders to go tell anybody how to spend their money or accumulate their wealth um geez, i mean uh, but this is an article that uh the it was on business insider and was by t colson um but yeah bernie sanders got all uppity about uh, Elon Musk wanting to go, you know, out into space. He's doing the the Neuralink. He's doing the the Starlink. Uh, he's got aspirations to go to Mars and <clears throat> other places. Um, <laughs> no, Senator, no, no, Senator, <laughs> Senator Bernie Sanders. Are you gonna you gonna start putting a dollar in a jar every time you use that word? <laughs> Uh, I'm, Senator Bernie Sanders 
responded to Tesla CEO Elon Musk claimed that he needs his vast wealth to fund interplanetary travel by saying that we need to focus on Earth and raise taxes on higher earners to tackle obscene inequality in the U.S. That's the best Bernie I can actually do. Um, after Sanders criticized his wealth uh, last week, Musk, one of the wealthiest people in the world, said he would use his fortune to fund space exploration, and there's nothing you can do about it, Bernie. Um, I'm accumulating resources to help make life uh, multiplanetary and extend the light of consciousness to the stars, Musk tweeted on Sunday. Um, and Bernie Sanders just, responded, <laughs> Bernie, what? I'm, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, Bernie's just upset because he's too old for him to be considered to, to be, yeah. uh, to, to populate anywhere else. You know, he would, he would never make it, um, you know, past earth. No, he wouldn't make Bernie's, it that far. No. Um, Bernie responded that space travel is an exciting idea, but right now we need to focus on Earth and create a progressive tax system so that children won't go hungry, people are not homeless, and all Americans have health care. So to do that, we're going to tell you where to spend your money. Um, he added that the level of inequality in America is obscene and a threat to our democracy. And, um, you know, I mean... Uh, after after a rally in Tesla uh, stock, Musk last week overtook Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos to become the world's richest person. But I thought that was just for a minute, and actually he got knocked back down to the number two spot. Um, but he had an estimated fortune at that time of $182 billion, um, according to Bloomberg Billionaire Index. Um, well, they'll be coming you know, for his money. Oh yeah, well of course. Um, that's that's in the grand plan. <laughs> How far would he make it, Jess Duck? Well, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know you're not allowed uh, to. She's provoking one. me, Donald Wayne. Yes, Doug, um, he's not allowed to. If you <laughs> do not make him say that word, um, I like Slyly's idea about sending Biden and Harris to explore on their own. Put them in a rocket. Well, uh, well, Biden think, and Harris would definitely go to Uranus. I know I, that they I would think, definitely do that. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you I got could, it in there. I was Where, being provoked. Where's the jar? I'm, I'm keeping track hold of on. it. Let me get my pennies out. I'm keeping track. Yeah, it's... um. So, yeah... Uh, <laughs> Musk, you know, he's into the space exploration firm, SpaceX. Um, he said he wanted to send one million people to Mars by 2050. One million people. Now, I don't know if that was in, in sperm or if they actually wanted to send one million humans. Well, um, because I mean, there you, is a report about sending sperm out into space now, yeah, too. Yeah, I know. So, you, you said that about um, going to the moon, but I mean, we don't want yeah. a bunch of wandering <laughs> uh, would, no telling what it would <laughs> right, no what we would create could, out there or something uh, yeah if it landed there bp who knows what it could end up being um <laughs> but uh he yep. said that he's highly confident that spanx sex is 
Starship will land on Mars by 2026 and has predicted that there will be a lot of jobs on Mars. A lot of jobs. Um, you just won't be able to work them because, you know, it's going to cost you five million bucks to hitch a ride to I get to Mars movie. in the first place. Well, yeah, yeah. But you see what happened to him, too. Um, yeah. uh, Musk's defense of his wealth was a response to a clean Technica column criticizing Sanders' comments about Bezos and Musk's wealth. Uh, we are in a moment in American history where two guys, Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos, own more wealth than the bottom 40% of people in this country, Sanders had said on Thursday. That level of greed, he calls it greed. And inequality is not only immortal, immoral, it's not immortal, immoral <laughs> is, is unsustainable. And that is so hilarious for him to call someone who has worked and actually built their fortune and call it greed. That goes to show you exactly what we're dealing with. Um, well, you know, Obama told us several years ago that, you know, we didn't build that on our own. If we owned a business and we didn't make it successful on our own. Oh yeah, of course. Um, you know, and, uh, and what's his name created the internet. Um, so, um, but uh, yeah, you're right. Slightly, they could take everyone that wants to cross into the country, and the holding spot could be on Mars or <laughs> a little bit further. Um, and, okay. Uh, well, you you, you have know, then, a couple then of others. Their, their, <laughs> well, you may want to put everybody a little further out, Donald Wayne. That's all. You know that holding facility that they'll build in that certain place, but. Um, I, yeah, I they, send they, them to, to Saturn since oh, there's wow. no real surface to Saturn. It's all yeah. liquid. I, again, BP, yes. Yes, indeed. Um, but yeah, I mean, this, uh, and I'm talking about it, Musk is real hellbent that we're going to have people putting their foot on Mars and, and uh, you know, in the next five to ten years tops. All right, so every time BP says it too, Dennis Lee, you're going to have to put money in there for him. So, yeah, if you incite people to use that word, then then you're responsible for whatever happens. Insurrection. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's not a. It's not a inciting violence. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay, I'll I'll take that sword. I'll fall on that sword. Uh, yes, exactly, Schumer. Um, whoa, I wasn't Schumer. calling you Schumer. I was calling the <laughs> remark Schumer. Yes, <laughs> he will yes, disown slightly. me. <laughs> yes, yes, a Schumer moment. Biden doesn't know yeah. the difference. <laughs> that was uh, that was interesting. I thought. Yes, it was. Well, I. Every time you say his name, Musk, I always think of immediately. I think of some odor. <laughs> I think of like a, a cologne. Like, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Eau de Musk. Um, Eau de Musk or <laughs> Musk of Ute. <laughs> uh, muskrat love. I don't know. Well, that's uh, that's something for the animal <laughs> animal planet channel. <laughs> that's right. I mean, it's nothing, nothing more exciting than watching those. 
That's I mean, wrong. really? I didn't even know they could do it like that. <laughs> um, go back to that frog that I was talking about a couple. Oh of my ago. god! <laughs> here we go. And I uh, get and I get called out for the planets. I mean, really? Yeah, but that's just, just yeah. I mean, that's directly <laughs> related to. <laughs> Okay, you're gonna provoke BP again, and I'm, I don't know if I got enough cash what? on me right now. Was he doing it again? <laughs> no, he's thinking about it though. Oh, uh, smell of Bernie. I don't. I wonder. Bernie probably smells like. I don't know. What do you think Bernie smells like? Of course, he's got a lot of money. So. Um, I don't know. I I I'm I, I'm just I'm. Trying to be fairly nice, so I'm not even going to go there because I don't think I can do that without saying some expletives. Oh, so okay. Well, so all right, moving right into the uh, you have a this day in history, Dennis Lee. Well, Donald Wayne, I'm so glad you asked. There's always a day in history, and this day is no different. Well, it's written um, right here. I had to ask it next. Oh, well, <laughs> okay. Well, my goodness. Um, so. On this day in history, on March 23rd, 1839, the initials OK are first published in the Boston Morning Post, meant as an abbreviation for OLL Correct. Yeah, that's O-L-L-K-O-R-R-E-C-T, a popular slang misspelling of All Correct at the time. OK steadily made its way into the everyday speech of Americans. During the late 1830s, it was a favorite practice among younger educated circles to misspell words intentionally. (laughs) That's, uh, I mean, what are we going to do today? I tell you what, let's misspell all the words in this freaking book. Um, Then abbreviate them and use them as slang when talking to one another as to exclude everyone. Um, just as teenagers today have their own slang based on distortions of common words such as cool, uh, which is K-E-W-L for you hips teenagers, or DZ for these. Oh, you know, I didn't even know that. I'm, I'm so old. Um, and uh, uh, the uh, in crowd um, of, the, of the 1830s had a whole host of slang terms they abbreviated. Um, popular abbreviations included <clears throat> KY for no use, and that's not really what I got out of that, or KG for no go, um, and OW for uh, all right. <laughs> OW so, is all right, yeah. And if Mc- and McConaughey would have said it, he'd say OW, 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 um, so all right, or right, ow, right. ow, 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 um which leads to something else. But of all the abbreviations used during that time, OK was propelled into the limelight when it was printed in the Boston Morning Post as part of a joke. Its popularity exploded when it was picked up by contemporary politicians. (laughs) When the incumbent president, Martin Van Buren, (laughs) BP is provoking me. Um, was up for re-election, his Democratic supporters <laughs> organized a band of thugs 
to influence voters. Um, exactly slightly. Um, this group was formerly called the OK Club, which referred both to Van Buren's nickname, Old Kinderhook. Can I? I uh, um, okay. Well, oh, that's based on his hometown of Kinderhook, New York. I thought it was something else. And to what? the term recently made popular in the papers. At the same time, the opposing Whig party made use of OK to denigrate Van Buren's political mentor, Andrew Jackson. According to the Whigs, Jackson invented the abbreviation OK to cover up his own misspelling of all correct. The man responsible for unraveling the mystery behind OK was an American <laughs> American linguist named Alan Walker Reed, an English professor at Columbia University. Reed dispelled a host of erroneous theories on the origins of OK, ranging from the name of a popular army biscuit, Orrin Kendall, to the name of a Haitian port famed for its rum, Ox K's, to the signature of a Choctaw chief named Old Kyuk. Whatever its origins, OK has become one of the most ubiquitous terms in the world and certainly one of America's greatest lingual exports. Thank God that is over. This this day in history on March 23rd, 1839. Well, I learned about, you know, the uh, old kinderhood portion of it uh on the silver linings playbook did you remember that movie where they were sitting at his friend's dinner uh they were having dinner with his friends and uh, that's Mm -hmm. the first time that um what's her name showed up but he was explaining that that okay came from just martin van buren was that what you said really yeah and he said old kinderhook was was the origin of okay but you know that's what he said in the movie and so he may have shortened it and left out all that other stuff that you had uh, reference to but see sometimes you learn something from a movie but it may not always be correct wow i never did check it out to see if he was actually telling the truth oh we have to find a clip of that yeah i I love that clip where they're sitting there (laughs) Yeah, that's actually a good movie. Huh? Yeah, you're you're rude. You have problems. <laughs> you're rude. You say more inappropriate things than you do appropriate things. Yeah, they, that, that was a great fit for that movie. Both of those. Oh, they were. They, um, good. Two other people wouldn't have worked in that role. No, and I, I mean, I liked him a little less after I found out he was a hardcore Philadelphia. Eagles fan, but you know, we can't all be perfect. Well, it was in the movie. We knew that they were, but we had the one Dallas fan yeah, in the I, movie, which was weird. Well, yeah, but I didn't know that he was a real life Eagles fan. Um, uh, that, that changed everything drastically. Uh, uh, but we, well, you know, we still, still I can accept that over perfect. some of the other garbage that we have to. That's right, BP. <laughs> exactly what I say. They can go straight to. <laughs> Okay, okay, I'm gonna cut it now. The football season's around the corner, but yeah, that's um, the stay in history. Okie dokie. Well, you I, want me to I get the boys educated. awake? Or? 
get the boys out and uh, relieved. Who? Um, wake them up. Yeah, oh. go ahead. Okay. Sure. Um, hey, but what? Don't look at me that way. Here we go. <laughs> March you right down the aisle. Indeed. What did he say about April? Uh, apparently, they didn't have a very good experience with April. So, uh, <laughs> okay. Try not to get into their business. <laughs> Don't want to bring up old wounds. I mean, really. All right. So there's only three things, and... The third one is weird, so I'll save that for the end because I don't know how that happened. But uh, today, uh, no, remember, now we've changed these. We're doing the. Oh, you're doing tomorrow. Yeah, I'm doing tomorrow instead of today. So today's almost gone. Yesterday's was today's, and tomorrow's. Right. You're doing today for tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, okay. This this is for Wednesday. So tomorrow, Wednesday is. National Chocolate Covered Raisin Day. You like mm. chocolate covered raisins? Actually, well, I don't know if <laughs> I would do when you ask me. I that like way, yogurt but... covered raisins better than chocolate covered raisins. Yeah, you like does, them, Eric? I, I don't know. I prefer the yogurt covered ones <laughs> than I do the chocolate covered oh. ones. Oh, oh, well, I'm, okay. I, I'm not yeah. even. I can't go there. Okay. Yeah. Very good. Please don't. If, if, yeah, in in some <laughs> countries, chocolate covered raisins are known as raisinets. Now, I thought we used to have them here that were called raisinets. I have not seen that uh, yeah, in a long time. But I thought that was a a dancing group or something. <laughs> raisinets. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, BP. That's his nickname. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, it's better and better. So raisinets were produced. <laughs> raisinets produced the first and one of the most popular brands of the product. Currently, they're made by Nestle. N-E-S-T-L-E-S. I was going to oh. look up that uh, that dog that did that that jingle. I was going to play that tonight when I did the Nestle thing, but I forgot about it. But um, anyway, uh, currently they're the third largest selling candy in the United States. Oh, wow. Raisins, you know, are a source of calcium and potassium and iron and a lot of fiber and uh, um, vitamin B. Yes. <laughs> oh, I see. You can make a, a lot of basket. Um, yeah. <laughs> And when you combine the raisins with dark chocolate, you know, you have a great tasting, healthy <laughs> snack. So, indeed, but slightly indeed. The what? The <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, well, I've heard of nips too. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> you can milk anything. Um, oh, my goodness. 
Wednesday's you, right around the corner, folks. Can, Don't you can, worry. <laughs> can you milk me, fucker? <laughs> um, oh, National Cheesecake, Cheesecake, <laughs> Cheesesteak Day. <laughs> I mean, they just got to put the word cheese in front of everything. <laughs> I love cheese. It's National Cheesesteak Day. <laughs> yeah, you need a lot of cheese to go with all those raisins <laughs> mixed I with mean, that really. fiber. <laughs> um, yeah. Gosh. So who created the cheesesteak? <laughs> I don't even know if I can keep saying that. I, um, think, I think you can. The, the credit for a cheesesteak is given to a hot dog vendor uh, from the 1930s. And actually, uh, BP might know about this guy. Uh, oh. Pat, Pat Oliveri. It's Pat Kings of Steaks, and it's still in its original original location. Uh, well, original. I hope he's not. I hope he's not original. <laughs> that would be indecent. It's original location. <laughs> and, and it's in Philadelphia. That's all I'm going to say. All right. So anyway, Pat came up with the cheesesteak. I mean, a hot dog guy came up with the cheesesteak. <laughs> oh my goodness that's uh i do like a cheesesteak that's for sure double up on the meds oh uh, yeah okay now this last one and this is weird you remember you remember sunday night i did <laughs> national equal pay day on sunday night you yes. remember that yes, well yes, did. hell it showed up again on on for tomorrow and i'm like mm, this is oh, well. right so i went back and looked for it on sundays and it wasn't there so somehow or another i moved it from wednesday to sunday so i'm not even gonna talk about it again but tomorrow oh. wednesday is national equal pay day and if you want to know about it listen to sunday night's episode all right there you go that's it okay well let me uh, come on boys uh, yeah, just, quit Quit Put down the cheesesteak and, and, and the raisinets. Yeah, quit putting it in your biscuit. Here we go. Hey, bro. You're the Easter bunny when you smile. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my heart's in a world. I love, I love, I love my little calendar girl. Every day. Every day. Every day. Every day of the I had a hamster Very one time that liked raisinets. Yeah, um, like Eric said, uh, Bojangles makes a good bow raisin biscuit, I think. Or is That's that Hardy's and Carl's That's Jr.? Hardy's. Oh, okay. Well, now that was Hardy's. a cinnamon raisin biscuit, wasn't it, Eric? Well, what's oh. in a bow biscuit? Um, I didn't know that. We used to not have Bojangles fried chicken here in Georgia, but Hardy's, I think, is mostly known for like, <clears throat> like burgers and fries and Milkshakes and soft drinks. Yeah, but they had well, a cinnamon raisin biscuit. I mean, that thing was just covered oh, yeah, with I that cinnamon was icing. Jangles. Oh, yeah. No, it, it was Hardy's because I used to. Well, get what's those. the icing? What's the um, sweet biscuit that the Bojangles has? <laughs> they have the booberry biscuit and the. Booberry. And they do, a, so, they do a cinnamon biscuit. Oh, Did you say okay. booberry? Yeah. Or blueberry, blueberry, which is like their 
Fuck blueberry biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, I mean, yeah. you, you know, when they I came mean, out when with... Mrs. Winters was in Georgia, I remember like the super cinnamon swirl. Oh, I do yeah. remember Mrs. Wieners. Yeah. I always called them Mrs. Wieners, though. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm sure you did. I did, um, of course. Uh, like those folks um, <laughs> should have abbreviated it. <laughs> I, I hear they're bringing the chicken sandwich back to Bojangles this spring. And um, I know last year when it, it came out, um, there was a line um, of Zach, no Zach's piece and, um, and um, churches got on that chicken bandwagon along with Popeye's and Chick-fil-A. Yeah, mm. but I think Popeye's, or they were, um, I mean, Bojangles was just crowded. I mean, you couldn't even get through the drive through line. <laughs> it was 20, 25 cars around the building. What's that? Um, he Cage slightly freaking. doesn't, he doesn't like his chicken to just roam anywhere. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's right. You never know where those chickens will end up and what they get into. I mean. You know, at least you know where you're getting with the cage. Well, chicken. my dad and stepmother raised caged chickens. Oh, did they? Yep, yeah. and then they get farm fresh eggs from it. Like they sent me home like three dozen. Yeah, I had to yeah. I had to pick eggs at one point in life. Um, it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't fun. There's a certain smell that goes in along with the chicken coop, and uh, it's one you don't soon forget. Um, well, the you- eggs were good. Eggs were good. I had an uncle in uh, Arkansas that raised chickens, uh, quite a few, over a couple of thousand. And yeah, it it, it did kind of smell in there. Um, BP said chicken to China to Chinese chicken. Um, let's, let's start clicking. What? Um, it's a song. I don't know what he, he said made me remember that song. What? I don't know if it's that song One Week by Bare Naked Ladies. Yeah, that, that you are correct. Bing, 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 bing. Eric wins. Uh-huh. What's a Thank Chinese you. chicken? Well, you don't want to see a picture of it, Donald Wayne. That... You won't soon forget it. Um... <laughs> that's that's not where you, where you got your picture, was it? <laughs> I, I don't know that we can keep... I don't know that we can keep pushing that right now. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, just, you know, I, I'm not tuned in to all this hip stuff, so you have to steer me away uh, from these dark alleys. There, it, well, I tell you, <laughs> yes. Yes, it was a rough one indeed. Um, but you all have right. some uh, boulder news to talk about, don't you? Boulder? Boulder? Oh, no, not boulder. I do. Although, although um, you know, um, prayers go out for um, for Boulder for the shootings that they had. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, um, and then and I know, and then Jeremy's grandfather being sick too. Um, definitely need to think about him as well. Yeah, lots of people in our prayers right now. And, and BP's yep. family too. Yes. Have they decided whether the guy that was on the news that was not wearing a shirt and blood was running down his leg is, have they said any more about him today? I have not heard a thing today about that. Uh, for the, um, for the grocery store shooting, the suspect or yeah, if you, I, well, he didn't even say that he was a suspect <coughs> yesterday. Yeah. I haven't got to really hear <clears throat> anything more on that. Um, I'm sure just, um, getting a lot of news on that on her end. She believes yes. that there's a suspect, so yeah. 
But no, I said I said border, uh, B O R D E R. Yeah. Okay. All right. Just indeed, slightly sure. indeed. Um. <laughs> All right. So this is from uh, Huckabee's site. Uh, it's just a short little thing, and then I've got some stuff to add to it towards the end. He's just commenting on. Um. um it says, I'm sure it just killed their souls to do their pet president. But CBS News reported that the DHS has detained over 13,000 unaccompanied children since Biden took office with more migrants. And I, I question the word migrants attempting to cross than any other time in the past 20 years. And they actually called it a crisis at the border, not a challenge, but a crisis. And this was uh, CBS. And he goes on to say, for CBS, that's got to hurt. Florida's attorney general has filed a lawsuit against Biden sanctuary country orders. It reveals that dangerous illegal immigrant criminals have been arrested or charged with crimes such as murder, rape, sexual abuse of a child and are being released from jail into U.S. communities because Biden ordered ICE not to pursue them. The Customs and Customs and Border Protection Agency confirmed to Congress that four people caught trying to cross the southern border match names of people on the terrorist watch list, three from Yemen and one from Serbia. Have you heard that? No, I have not. Uh, I, I know that they alleged that they thought there were some people coming from other countries besides, you know, South America and, and Mexico into the United States across the border. But this is the first time I've heard them identify any particular countries. Uh, the K. Bailey Hutchinson's Convention Center in Dallas is being turned into a temporary housing facility for as many as 3000 illegal teenage border crossers for up to three months. Their food, medical care, and other costs will be paid for by the federal government. And he says, of course, that's you, until they are reunited with family members or set up with sponsor families. A South Texas rancher complained that Biden's open border policy has caused human smugglers to start crashing vehicles right through their fences and using her property as a dumping ground for illegal migrants who are running loose on her ranch. She said she had one such incident under Trump, but it changed overnight when Biden took over, and now she's besieged with illegal immigrants, which is weird since Nancy Pelosi assured us that Biden inherited that problem from Trump. Uh, The mayor of... Gila Bend, Arizona, expressed outrage that the federal government informed him that they're planning to dump an unspecified number of illegal immigrants into his jurisdiction next week and told him they're your problem. He says the town can barely afford to take care of its own people, who include a lot of seniors, and now the feds expect them to take care of all these illegal migrants who haven't even been vetted for COVID so far. Um, so he summarizes by saying for someone who nags the rest of us about not doing enough to stop the spread of the coronavirus, Biden's own border policies have become a super spreader event in more ways than one. 
His excuses and his attempts to blame Trump for a crisis of his own making also include spreading something, but it's not a virus. It's manure. So, (laughs) yeah, you know, he's always got to have something humorous in there. But um, something I heard yesterday, or maybe it was last night, that really... I think I heard it on Hannity or it might've been a little after it might've been uh, Laura Ingram's show, but she was saying that the Biden administration is prepared to spend $86 million (laughs) to put illegals in hotel rooms, uh, you know, for up to several months, $86 million for these people coming across the border and they're going to put them in hotels. And I think I think it may it must have been Laura Ingram because she made a comment like, "Well, how many how many Americans have actually spent any time in a hotel lately?" Because people haven't been traveling that much. No, but you know, and I've said this before. I'm going to say it every time. Some I see some ridiculous number up there like that. I want to say it again. You know, the nerve of liberals to want to continue letting all of these people come into this country that we have to take care of and medically and house and and in uh, in many other ways that are going to affect affect our our resources. But yet we still have hundreds of thousands of homeless people living in this country. We have thousands of uh veterans that are living on the streets in this country. And I'm sure some of them would like to spend a few nights or a week or two or a couple of months in a, in a nice hotel room somewhere, but we don't do that, but we're going to do it for these people that we have more sympathy for than the people who have actually, you know, served their country and, and in, in the military and, and then just homeless people in general. Somebody needs to explain that to me, how we can justify spending that money for all these people coming in illegally. But yet I don't see any uh, plans for the government to house anybody that doesn't have a place to live. That's an American citizen. How can you justify that? But it never really gets asked. There's homeless villages um, out in the woods, not too far from both of us, Donald Wayne. Oh, I know. I mean, you know, it's a sad thing this time of the year. uh, Once it starts getting warmer in Georgia, especially, of course, I'm sure, you know, in the warmer states like California and and southern Texas, it's worse, you know, year round. But you'll see um, you just go up the highway from where we live. If you go up towards I-75 and I-75 is divided up in this area of our county. And there'll be people living in the tree uh, in the tree lines uh, uh, between the two, the north and southbound lanes of I-75. And you'll see them uh, at certain times of the day. Usually at night, you'll see them more, but they're they're just walking around and a lot of them will have signs for food and stuff. But um, and then sometimes you'll see some tents or you'll see cardboard up in the woods. You know, where are we spending money to solve that problem? And that's that's really what pisses me off is that I see these numbers and I see them allowing all these people to come in. And why do we keep letting 
this many people come in when our government has never been able to figure out what to do about the problems that we have already with American citizens. That to me should be priority. If we're going to spend taxpayer money, that's where it needs to go. But yet they seem to have no problem, you know, letting people come in from other countries and, and we have to take care of them because it's humanitarian. Yeah, so it's not humanitarian for the people in San Francisco that are living in tents or worse, living in cardboard. Yeah. Yes. No, I was just going to say on, on what Slightly was saying to go out and <clears throat> interviewing homeless vets and uh, homeless individuals. Um, you know, that wouldn't be a bad thing uh, for us to do, Donald Wayne, get a pulse from people out on the streets now that more people are getting their vaccines and more people are getting out and about with the warmer weather. Yeah, I'm legal um, now, so I can actually get out. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm setting myself up to to be legal here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, you know, hopefully I'll get my green my green card and, and in be, fact be good to go. But couple today, I told them uh, in the email I sent them last night. I said, well, I by the way, I have my both. I've had both of my shots, so but I wear a mask if if you would feel better. And they said, oh no, we've had ours too. So, but that's that's a good idea, Dennis Lee to uh, to get out. And, <laughs> yeah. You'll see them walking up and down this major road that we have out here uh, as well. You know, when the weather's decent, uh, you'll see yeah. people with backpacks and you can tell who's homeless. You can tell the ones that don't have anywhere to go. And uh, I just, I, it's, it's not only sad, but it's, it's, it's infuriating that our government continues to want to fix problems, you know, create more problems or allow more problems without ever solving the ones that we've had for years and years and years. And I got another bone to pick with this, this situation too, because I, I heard agree slightly, I heard some idiot say, uh, some idiot Democrat say the other night that, um, they were being interviewed and they said, well, you know, we need so many of these and they like to call them migrants now too. We need so many migrants to come in and do these farming jobs and so forth. You know, we need people to work in the fields and Americans don't want to do that. Um, so they're basically saying, well, all these people that need to come in here, well, they'll take these, these uh, labor jobs on farms and so forth. And, and Dennis Lee, you and I know that's BS because, you know, uh, we, we can see that in the businesses that we're in, I know how, how it affected my business back uh, when in, in the early 2000s when we had right. a kind of a surge, especially when Barack Obama was in there. And uh, I can tell you that that a lot of these people who are coming in here illegally are not taking farming jobs. They're taking the, the drywall jobs. They're taking painting jobs. They're taking the carpentry jobs. Um and, and they're putting a lot of Americans out of business because, you know, it's hard to compete with them when, the, when they come in and they're, and they're living under different conditions and we have to live under, um, and, and, and they kind of live money, under the radar. And they're sending that money back home. They're not using, they're not recirculating that money back into our economy. They're sending that money back home. And that's been going on for decades. I remember well, talking to somebody about that back in the, early nineties that, you know, 
Oh the yeah, money they were making a good majority of it, about sixty percent or more of it, was going back across the border. Well, see, that's what that gets me riled up when they talk about spending money on infrastructure in this country. Well, yeah, we're going to create all these jobs with infrastructure. Well, you know what they're going to say? Well, we're going to need more migrants, quote, to come in for those, too, because a lot of those jobs, the lower level jobs, you know, the the labor type jobs are are filled by (coughs) who? (laughs) Not 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 who you think it is. No, we can see it. We can see it everywhere around us. And yet they want us to believe that they're not taking jobs away from us. Oh, they're only, they're only, we only need them to, to, to work in the fields, to pick the crops and, uh, you know, pick the grapes and all that garbage. You know, I can mm-hmm. tell you that's not true, but, yeah. um, that's, that's the lie that they like to keep reporting. Well, we need them in here because Americans don't want to do those kind of jobs. So, uh, you know, to me, the the administration is lying. Anybody that says that they're not going to take jobs away from Americans, uh, it's it's just a bold-faced lie. And so not only do they lie to us about that, but they're they're just ignoring problems that we already have. Those problems will never be fixed. No, there's money. There's too much money in the problem. There's more. They have more to lose by the solution than they do by the problem. But I don't know how they profit by it. I mean, I don't know, especially the homeless issue. I don't know how they profit by that. I know some of the things I, I know uh, it's been said, you know, there, there's there's no incentive for our government to fix certain things in this country because right. they use it politically. That's how a lot of them stay in power because they're always telling people, well, you need us here to fix these things for you, to watch out for you. But the homeless issue, I, I don't see how that, I don't see how that benefits anybody politically. It ought to hurt people. It ought to hurt Nancy Pelosi. It ought to hurt um, Maxine Waters. But I don't know. It, it doesn't. It doesn't. Nobody seems to really focus on it that much. Yeah, you you would think that it would, though, wouldn't you? But yeah, we're going to spend eighty-six million dollars for for new people, but we're not going to do a damn thing for for all these people that that have been waiting for us to help them for a number of years. <clears throat> I'm well, done. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> I'm going to take a drink. Well, you know, you you take a swig, and then the Washington Post has a story by Paul Fari that. Um, <clears throat> And it is the Washington Post, so you can imagine that they're not 100% Trump-friendly. So you'll hear that in this article. But Trump predicted the news ratings would tank if I'm not there, and he wasn't wrong. Um, So basically, uh, one of uh, Donald Trump's predictions out of the many that uh, they said that he made, um, that, you know, Mexico would pay for a border wall, that coronavirus would spontaneously disappear, and that he would be easily reelected. At least one wasn't entirely wrong. And remember, it's the Washington Post. (laughs) Newspapers, televisions, all forms of media will tank if I'm not there, he argued in 2017, because without me, their ratings are going down the tubes. And he was right. Um, 
Barely two months into poster Trump era, news outlets are indeed losing much of the audience and readership they gained during um, the presidency. And uh, in other words, journalism's Trump bump may be giving away to a slump. So um, I, <laughs> Trump bump. I like that. Yeah, Trump bump to a slump. I, I like that. Um, after. Uh, Oh, did you? Did you, Jessic? I didn't. I want to. I want to go listen to that. He does have his own podcast now, doesn't he? Um, Trump does, or was it just something that he was doing? Um, All right. So after, uh, huh? Uh, she's talking um, about my the the mini pod. <laughs> oh, okay. You had it on the mini pod. Okay. Yeah, I, I, yeah, um, I think I, I probably did. I um, ranting. Yeah, I gotcha. Uh, so, record-setting January traffic to the nation's most popular mainstream news sites, including the Washington Post, plummeted in February, according to the audience tracking firm Comscore. The top sites were also generally doing worse than in February of last year, when the pandemic became a major international news story. Um, the Post, for example, saw... The number of unique visitors fall 26% from January to February and 7% from a year ago. The New York Times lost 17% compared with January and 16% over last February. You would think that they would have plummeted, but, um, you know, we have to look at those numbers. Yeah. Um, And it says the story is largely the same for cable and broadcast news. Audiences grew during the pandemic last spring and summer, remained high in the fall as Trump um, was fighting the electoral defeat and with uh, yeah with what they say are false claims over voter fraud, but uh, apparently people don't read um, <laughs> and and swelled in the first few weeks of 2021 um, when a mob attacked the Capitol and. Um, <laughs> And they say, and Trump became the first president in history to be impeached and acquitted twice, um, which <laughs> you know he was. Um, but uh, you know, um, now that Joe Biden is in the White House and Trump has essentially disappeared from the news cycle, I wouldn't say disappeared. There, Washington Post. Um, many of those viewers are drifting away. Well, they'll probably be drifting to his new media outlet. Um, but the most deeply affected network is our old buddy CNN. Oh, wait a minute. Um, wait a minute. There we go. There we go. We got to love that. I um, hope they get get that Brian. Uh, that's right. Or Seltzer or whatever it is. Yeah, that's um, right. Little pip squeak. Yeah, little that's little. Squeak as Sean Hannity likes uh, to call them. Yeah, and squeezing the lemon. Um, after, uh, you know, the Communist News Network, after surpassing rivals Fox News and MSNBC in January, the network has lost 45% of its primetime audience in the past five weeks alone, according to Nielsen Media Research. Oh, poor CNN. Yeah, um, breaks my heart. I mean, I'm all tore up. Uh, MSNBC's audience has dropped. 26% in the same period. Fox News, the most Trump-friendly of the three networks in its primetime opinion shows, has essentially regained its leading position um, by standing still. Its ratings have fallen just 6%. Uh, 
um, since the first weeks of the year. Uh, the cable networks declined to discuss their ratings outlook for this article. I bet they did. Um, uh, it's unlikely that media ex- executives expect the furious demand for news in 2020 and early 2021 would last indefinitely. Uh, that period was one of the most momentous in living memory, encompassing the onset of the pandemic, the nearly instantaneous collapse of national and global economies, a wave of racial injustice protests, um, and uh, we have other names for those as well, and U.S. presidential election that culminated in an insurrection and impeachment trial. Um all of it drove people to their TVs, laptops, and phones uh, in horror and fascination. Um, since then, many of the economies have been partially recovered, um, some more than others. The rollout of coronavirus vaccines has raised hopes for an end to the pandemic, but it's not like, you know, instantaneous. And Biden has governed in a more low-key fashion than his predecessor. I mean... That's um, low key. That's a very uh, that's a very unique way of putting that. Um, yeah, low key. You mean is- like low in the basement? Um, uh, I don't. Know. I don't know. Like I said, this is the Washington Post. So, um, but you know, we he he said that, and we and we talked about that too. That. Once he's out of office, if he if he's not able to get reelected, what is everybody going to do? What are well, these media outlets going to talk about? Yeah, they. Yeah. Um, that's they got to be hurting. You know, yeah. I, I think that's why they've, they've kind of and, and they don't have Rush Limbaugh anymore. You know, they used to be able to pick on him. They really haven't been picking on Sean Hannity that much, um, which is kind of strange, but that was Obama's target all the time was, was Sean Hannity. Wow. But of course, Sean Hannity talked about him too. Um, but you know, the sad thing is, and I, of course I came to Atlanta when Ted Turner still owned CNN he built CNN, and uh, it was not so liberal back then. You actually could get, um, you know, decent news from CNN. I remember, you know, enjoying watching them. But, um, gee, when Ted Turner lost control of it, it just, um, everything changed. Yeah. It's, um, you know, the, the media outlets have done this to themselves. Uh, by their disinformation campaigns uh, that still continue. You know, what uh, they, they did, they put posted uh, uh, some clips uh, a day yesterday or the day before of the remarks that people made when Trump was seen going down, uh, he was being led off of a stage uh, or not being led. He was walking off the stage with um, somebody from the military and he was just being mindful of where he was walking, as any of us would do if we're walking in an unfamiliar um, area. And he was a little slow to walk down the ramp and didn't fall, but he was very ca- overly cautious, maybe. Um, 
and they just jumped on it. Look how frail he is. Look at them, you know, oh, my goodness, he's the oldest president in history, and they were all over it. It's got a but mental let, condition. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, you know, you let Biden fall up some stairs, and um, nobody says a word. It's crickets. It's the wind. So, Did it's you hear? the wind. Yeah, that's what Saki yeah. said. It was the wind. It's, it's the bean dip. <laughs> um, I saw a meme, of course, of, like, Marilyn Monroe in the infamous dress on the stairs. I didn't know if y'all saw that meme. No, I, I didn't see that. <laughs> but I mean, the the media has in, in in if some of these media outlets suffer greatly, um, it was their own doing. They have no one to blame but themselves, um, and that goes for all of them. You know, um, that's why everybody's turning to alternative media outlets because the, the mainstream media just can't be trusted. They haven't been able to be trusted for a long time. Fair and balanced is not so fair and balanced anymore. Well, like if you watch Fox News back in the early days, um, you know, you know when Roger Ailes, you know, was in charge, um, you know, the Fox News talents you know, when they were interviewing people and, and they weren't getting their story straight, that's when they would come in to say, you're not fair and balanced. Right. Um, but, and I know our like good friend, Arch Kennedy, you know, when he um, worked at the Weather Channel and CNN, um, you know, and he knew how media worked for years, like, you know, like, especially in the post-fairness doctrine era before, um, but before, you know, like social media and the www.com, you know, era really took off um you know their their liberal bias was was basically one of their best kept secrets um for a number of years but but back in those days you know even before the repeal of the fairness doctrine the, the, you know you know that was like appointment viewing because you didn't have very many networks on the air um because you, you might even remember a time where you, you know you would be sitting at the dinner table or you know watching the six o'clock news before they put it over on the, the national world news or like wheel of fortune or an entertainment tonight. Right. Well, yeah, um, I mean, you, you could, we felt like we could trust the news back then, but of course it wasn't a 24 hour business back then either. Yeah. And, and maybe, um, and then well, you had fact checkers, you know, fact checking information, but the so-called fact checkers of today are anything but fact checkers. Right. Yeah, who checks the fact checkers? Exactly. I mean, how do we know we can trust somebody? Or, I mean, I or, the, or the or they think um, the fact checkers, you know, check themselves, or <laughs> or the facts check themselves. Like, I bet they do um, check themselves. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, but <laughs> just had but, to but, but but if you um, go back to like George Carlin's piece, you know, it, it's apparent that you know they don't want society being you know educated and enlightened and informed they that they, they they want people to remain dumbed down and you know and not question things it's like do as i say not as i do mm-hmm. well that's exactly yeah. the direction they want to take it and 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 I, I you know it's there's articles about it but I, I truly believe that all of this assassination of uh, freedom of speech and and taking people off the air and 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 um, um, like Amazon not 
not selling certain books online that they deem that's inappropriate. Uh, and I love that because there, uh, other people will then say, well, you're still selling Mein Kampf on Amazon. So how, how is it that you're taking, you know, you're, you're, uh, not selling some conservative uh, books on, on ideas and so forth. But, um, you know, that's, that's the direction they want to go. And if they control all, all of the information, all of the media, what are people going to do? Mm-hmm. What are yeah. people going to do? But I don't, I don't think that we'll let it get that far. I think, um, I think that we're already in that mode of, readiness to start pushing back we are pushing back a little bit more each week right but they're still going to go ahead and probably pass some laws that unfortunately are going to make things hard for us for a while yeah i I just thought that that was an interesting article that you know he had said you know look when i'm gone they're gonna they're gonna flounder and, and it's happening well, he probably made a lot of people rich in the news business because there oh, was sure. just well, so much. Um, you know, B- BP has an interesting comment. You can't have Dr. Seuss, but you can have Cardi B's WAP oh. rap song. Whoa. I mean, I mean, wipe my phone off just saying that. Huh? Yeah, I yeah, that's, actually, uh, that's, I, there was a Huckabee article about that as well. And I almost did that the other night, but it's, it's talk. I did not see the award show, so I can't really comment whether it was as bad as some people say that it was. But they did uh, the song on the award show. Um, I they don't did know. the WAP song on the award. Well, show. I saw pictures of, of, of two women on the floor. I don't know what two performers it was, but they were they they looked like that they were. Um, oh boy. Um, mm. it, I, I don't think it was a family show, according to the things that I've read. But, and, and you know, that's fine if 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 people want to watch that. I mean, we don't have to watch wow. it. But then they want to criticize our ideals and and our value systems. Yet they put this stuff out for. Well, the fact that that would actually be celebrated is disturbing. I'm, I'm all for anybody enjoying whatever they want to. Yeah, I don't. I don't care that it's on there, but I just don't criticize conservatives then for their beliefs and their ideals, right? And their value systems. You know, if you're, you know, we'll leave you alone. Let you do that, and we just all we got to do is just not watch it. But uh, you know, and I just happen to think up of of an of another example of a legendary old school journalist um, and former talk show host. Sally Jesse Raphael, like whenever she did did the Sally show um, in in later seasons, she didn't like the direction that 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 the NBC Universal ownership took the show because she wanted to do shows that were more substantive and you know and focusing on everyday and, and women's issues. But but the but the pushback she would get from producers and from the NBC management is you know that that th- th- those guests would not be booked for her shows and they would be sent elsewhere because th- they basically wanted, you know, to, to follow that nineties trend of, you know, her and Jenny Jones and Ricky Lake and Jerry Springer and Mari Povich, you know, you know, like, you know, like the trash talk, you know, like the, 
the baby daddy drama and and instigating the fist fights and 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 people just eat, eating it up. But yeah. because in her telling of that story was it you know that 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 kind of material sells. Oh yeah, even uh, even when you look at any articles that instruct you on how to have a successful podcast, mm-hmm. it says <laughs> that um, you know uh, that 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 stuff makes you know will drive up your ratings. So sensationalism and, and you know, all that sells, or or going on a, a tangent where you're like raising your voice and um, right, you know, or or going on a cursing rampage. Yeah, or, I mean, or yeah. having people call in to disrupt the show. Yeah, I mean, you won't believe what Donald Wayne said in the show last night. And I mean, you know, what? there goes what? the downloads through the roof. What? <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe, maybe it's what I need to do one night. Just really show my true side, huh? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> I we mean, you know. Change the rating. <laughs> this this mild-mannered old geezer is... <laughs> Does have? I think you, you, you and the old man would be in the same boat, Donald Wayne. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> because he yeah. likes to keep his show family friendly too. Right. Well, right. you know, but I know, I think, like Dennis and slightly and John DeVito, um, you know, are kind of more more relaxed <laughs> and and go with a a unique flow that would that will bring them a loyal audience. Yeah. Right. And, and I certainly don't have a problem with that. And the, the only reason that we we've stayed with this format is because you know i do have family and and people that i know that i encourage to to listen to the show and i I just i want it to be something that i'm not worried about certain people being able to listen to so you know but hopefully we we offer enough (laughs) enough content that it'll still be a draw for for some people (laughs) but i don't i don't I'd love to go off sometimes and, and just <laughs> say some things that are yeah. really on my mind, but um, you know that's you know that's and um, do here. Uh, like on this show, like I like like some of the folksy conversations we'll have with Pert, we and J Lo and and Laura and and Robert and and anybody else who's fortunate enough to like come on on the call here, or if you see us around at other shows. You know, like the well, night before it, Thanksgiving was was a really good example of what we had. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, that that was awesome. I mean, you know, it's uh it's. No, it's that's probably family. one of the best Trice Talk episodes to date too. But I don't know yeah, what the, I, those download numbers look like. I enjoyed that one. You know, if if. Yeah, yeah, it, it was real feel good. Well, you know, speaking of feel good, tomorrow is Wednesday, so it's Wacky Wednesday. So we <laughs> we, we don't have we don't have to curse the government tomorrow. We can yeah. maybe right. focus on laughing and, and <clears throat> wear uh, what you want. Well, and then uh, another thing I, I'll point out with Jess and and BP, of course, is like having me on podcasts. Like I, I've managed to, to 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 unite a lot of podcasters and and. And in the process, great friendships have developed. Oh yes, yeah. Because it, I, it's almost like I, I have like a keen eye and in an ear like for for great potential. It, you know, well, you, like if you if, like like if you if you look, you know, inside inside other people and yourself in a spiritual manner. Well, that's why you're having a celebratory day on Thursday, right? Exactly. 
So did, did we proclaim that on, on Podbeam as, as uh, Eric um, it, it, it was announced last week that this Thursday, of course, is the Eric Kirk Appreciation Day event here <laughs> on Podbeam, of course. Like, of course, Thursday, I'll, you, you'll hear me on the chit chat with the old man show and the John DeVito show. And then as well as, you know, I'll, I'll be visiting Cummings' culture and, and I'll, of course, be at the Slightly Serious Show. And I'll be, of course, joining y'all Thursday and then and then probably, you know, and then Chris will do his Forgotten Tunes music show. And I don't know whether Robert might decide to do a daytime show that day, um, but ho- hopefully Mike Tampa Bay can convince um, Corey and Jay from the, the Green Room podcast to come on after DeVito and then hopefully let's try to convince Laura and Pink Squirrel to do a daytime edition and then Chuck and Billy after Cummings. Yeah, we Dennis Lee, we could do a uh, This Is Your Life kind of <laughs> with Eric. Could we now? Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'd just yeah. take a lot of research, but <laughs> Yeah. Um, we'll have to, we'll have we to don't do want something. we don't want to reveal we'll more to than Eric them. would like us to. Or, right. You know, strict. <laughs> I know. I, I, not not too many place. people know too much about about my private yeah. life. Of course. Yeah. Only, well, only strict, probably a few people do. We, we won't. We won't talk rules. about the mugshots. Yeah. Um, I have nothing to worry about there. <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> never, never, never been incarcerated. Well. That's, uh, but I'm, that's, but I'm just like everybody else, you know, you know, you know, a lot of us don't, don't come from humble beginnings, but, 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 you know, one thing is certain is, you know, I believe, believe God intended for us to, to be together. There you go. Yeah. He intended us to have fellowship. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, well, uh, well, We'll we'll come up, we'll we'll surprise you with a few things on Thursday, right? Um, all right. Well, I guess we're ready for that moment when uh, Eric, you want to um, share um, some um, things with us? Whoops, I just lost. Well, my I'm gonna earphone. go ahead and start plugging the shows. Like oh. I said, don't forget um, Thursday <laughs> is Eric Kirk Appreciation Day on Podbean and and the great podcast friends we have here and. We've also got some great news about our good friend, Ralph William. He will be returning with new episodes on Thursday, April 1st, which is next Thursday. And for the record, it's not an April Fool's Day joke. He oh, is coming yeah. back. Nice. But oh, otherwise, um, I, I noticed like Chris didn't do his music show tonight, but, but, but otherwise be, be on the lookout in the morning at 10 a.m. Eastern time for the chit chat with the old man and, and tomorrow morning at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time, Cummings' Culture will be doing an, an impromptu show. You know, if I, um, actually 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time, excuse me. Um, and then on Podbean Daytime tomorrow, of course, you can always be on lookout for Milk Dog and be on lookout for Frankie D's Crib to go live at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. And hopefully Robert will be doing his Wednesday Daytime Edition at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, um, Chuck and Billy's not... Not your cup of tea. Um, if, if they're doing a show tomorrow night, I don't know yet. But but otherwise, John Devito tomorrow night at eight p.m. Eastern time, we'll have a we'll have a special show. You know, he'll be interviewing Carolyn Grimes, the actress who played Zuzu in It's a Wonderful Life. That that should really be a great show. And that's followed at nine thirty p.m. Eastern time by the Hump Day edition of the slightly serious show. And 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 of course, the last Wednesday sends that um, friends of the show have got to come and confess. Um, 
and of course, ho- hopefully, Chris will be doing his Forgotten Tunes music music show, and 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 of course, by, later in the week, and, and and by the weekend, you'll have um, Chris Unplugged and Two Peas in a Podcast doing their shows, and the Turfy Show, and Lyrical Accidents, the It's Doomsday Podcast, and and the Old Man's Friday Night and Sunday Music Shows, and 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 of course, and many other podcast friends do like impromptu shows over their the weekend and stuff and but uh but otherwise um you, you know you've got a lot of other great podcast friends too like i said pink squirrel and laura and you know and Corey and jason and um and then torch i i know he's got an interesting show as does crazy town and 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 you know the i could just go on and on but but now i'm going to turn it over to dennis lee to ha- to tell you how you can get in touch with the tall tales of the rabbit hole and trust talk and 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 the published episodes. Well, thank you, Eric. Um, and the and the yeah. live show times as well. Yeah, uh, we appreciate that, Eric, as always. Um, and uh, yeah, if you'd like to, you know, put your arms around us, give us a good old COVID hug. Do that on Twitter at Trice Talk WG Moon. Um, the strict social distancing guidelines are in place there. Um, and then you can email us at tristalk 69 pts at gmail.com with any comments, questions, um, you know, um, anything that you want to ask Dennis Lee or Donald Wayne about the show, those things you've always wondered about, do that on tristalk 69 pts at gmail.com. And you can reach us on Facebook at Tries Talk and make sure to follow our Facebook page as all the shows are posted on there as well as articles that are used on the show. Um, and you can get us on Spotify at Tries Talk, Amazon Music at Tries Talk. Isn't there another one, Donald Wayne, that I'm missing? Um, that um, we have now? Don't know if Pandora does, but I know you could also definitely find it here on Podbean as well. Oh, of well, course, yeah, Podbean. Yeah, I'm trying to get Pandora. Pandora says that the <laughs> that that the uh, well, there's a problem with the link for Pandora, so I'm, I'm I haven't had a oh. chance to get that straightened out. But they're they're next. Yep. Okay. We'll, we'll have Pandora and, uh, soon. Okay. Ho- hopefully, you you might get iHeart and Spreaker at some point. Um. Well, yeah. Hopefully, you'll get that box open soon, and. Uh, and we're on every Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 11 p.m. Eastern with mini pods in between. And Donald Wayne has been burning up the mini pod scene and uh, really good content on there, Donald Wayne. Thank you, sir. Thank uh, you. I appreciate um, it. Well, I don't have any sleep. <laughs> all right. It seems like. Um, so if you want to get explicit, you feel like you need to say a curse word or two or at least listen to one. Um, and here's some conspiracies and other um, other other things like that along the way. Then you come on over to Tall Tales in the Rabbit Hole every Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern or thereabouts. We started late tonight, so we only had a 30-minute show. But um, no sickos, uh, weirdos, um, racist MFers. Uh, that you'll be you'll be booted off and won't be uh, welcome back. So, but um, we appreciate you. We love you, and we couldn't do it without you. 
Yes, we do. We thanks to everybody that spent time with us tonight here at Trice Talk. Yeah, um, uh, if I could go ahead and name, name those names of those yes, who were here live tonight: BP Forty Nine, Jess Duck, Slightly Serious, Sean, Blockchain DXB, Cummings's Culture, Guided by Torah, you know, and and a, a couple of additional names. You know, we couldn't do it without you. And and thank you to also those listening to the published episodes on download. And we got the closing thought coming up and love you. God bless. Thanks, Eric. So the closing thought for tonight is, and this is from Roy T. Bennett. Be grateful for what you already have while you pursue your goals. If you aren't grateful for what you already have, what makes you think you would be happy with more? And thank you for those words, Roy T. Bennett. Um, very beautifully spoken. All right. Because pe- people need to consider that, we, we, you know, we're all blessed in so many ways. <laughs> what is that? I heard a train whistle. Well, the train's coming through, Donald Wayne. I think, uh, I, think I need to hit the lights. You got your caboose? Is it? Is it uh, <laughs> My caboose is disconnecting. <laughs> all right. Well... <laughs> Go, go catch your train, uh, Dennis Lee, while you're turning out the lights. Thanks, everybody. Party's over. <laughs> See you later. Stay safe. Good night. I won't say anything at all. So why don't you smile?
I'm a desperate man. Send lawyers, guns, and money.